Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. No man can know the hour or the day that Christ will return. He'll come like a thief in the night. We need to be ready and watching. In today's message, Pastor J.D. will encourage us to hold on to the hope we have in Christ. Keep your focus on Him and His mission for you in this world, which is sharing His love with the lost. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 24th, 2022. I did an update a while back about a fictitious scenario where a guy's in a coma for like 40 years and he comes out of his coma and he missed all of everything that's happened over the last 40 years and he's looking at everybody going, what are you doing? Because he's not been programmed. He's not been conditioned. He's been in a coma. So he comes out of this thing and he's looking at at everyone who has been conditioned and programmed. And he's going, what are you guys doing? I can't believe that you guys are doing this. Why are you, why are you in lockstep? Why are you doing that? It makes no sense to me. Oh, I know why you're doing that. Because you've been programmed. You know, uh, it's not just, that, that was it. It's not just, population control. It's controlling the population. So watch this. They can actually not just monitor your behavior, they can control your behavior. They're already doing it. So (laughs) my daughter and I went into the store before the indoor mandate was lifted, and we didn't, we didn't, in Jesus' name, we, we rebelled. We did not wear a mask. We actually forgot them, but we walked in. We're like, man, what are they going to do? What are they going to say? And nobody even noticed. You know why? They're all looking in their phones. No, for real. Nobody's even looking at you. They're all mind control. Totally controlled. It worked. But not for the guy that's been in a coma for 40 years, because he hasn't had his mind programmed. Think about Romans 12, where Paul says, don't be conformed, controlled by the world, the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing renewing of your mind by the Word of God. It's kind of like this. I know it's a play on words, but not being brainwashed, but having your, washing your brain cleansing your mind with the purifying water of God's Word, the renewing of the mind. Philippians 4.8, 
Paul says by the Spirit, these are the things you're to think on, because like the proverb says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We are what we think. And the battle is in the mind. And Satan has access to the mind. He can't read our thoughts, but he can put thoughts in there. And there is a controlling. Well, this brings me full circle to the question of why does knowing all of this, all of the prophetic specifics actually help me or is of benefit to me? Answer, knowing the specifics about the prophetic implication of where the injection is leading, knowing the specifics about the prophetic implication of the controlled demolition of the economy, knowing the specifics about the uniting of world religions and governments can save you from destruction. It's salvation. The fact of the matter is, in knowing about this, we can be saved and we can warn others about this while there's still time with the hope that they can be saved. That's pretty important, isn't it? This is First Peter chapter 3, verse 15. We refer to it often. The Apostle Peter writes, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, gentleness and respect. Be respectful, but be at the ready to give to everyone interesting who asks you. Well, nobody's asking me. Well, maybe they don't ask you because they don't see any hope in you. But if they do see you're peculiar, and I don't mean peculiar, we're a peculiar people, very strange. This guy has got joy. He's got hope. He's got peace. I want me some of that. What's your secret? Oh, so glad you asked. Jesus. Jesus. How, how can you, why are you not freaking out? Because Jesus is going to take me out. Why, why, why are you so full of joy? You, you make me sick. You're so full of joy. Because Jesus is coming and He's promised me that where He's going to prepare a place for me, that He will come again and take me to that place that He's prepared for me in His Father's house. That's why. I mean, <laughs> that's my hope. Second Peter chapter 3. I want to begin reading at verse 14. Therefore, beloved, since you look for these things, be diligent to be found by Him in peace. And here it is again, spotless and blameless. And regard the patience of our Lord as salvation. He just got done telling them, <laughs> the Lord's not slow as some consider slow, in keeping His promise. He is coming, despite all the mocking and ridiculing. Ah, where's the promise? You, you guys have been saying the rapture is going to happen for, well, your pastor's been saying it for like 20 years. And he, it hasn't happened. 
I always like to, again, I'm getting, I, I hope, more gracious. I just like to say, hey, wow, keep mocking because you're actually fulfilling Bible prophecy, mocking me about my hope. Because that's a prophecy that in the last days it would be marked by mockers and scoffers that will scoff Christians like you and I. So, regard the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given him, wrote to you, as also in all his letters, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to understand, which, listen carefully, the untaught and unstable distort, as they do also the rest of scriptures to their own destruction. And then he says this, verse 17, You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, this is why you need to know this, This is why knowing this is going to be of help to you and benefit to you. Knowing this beforehand, you'll be on guard. Or some of your translations render it. You'll be watching on guard. Why am I on guard? So that you are not carried away by the error of unprincipled men and fall from your own steadfastness. In other words, knowing this, you're on guard, steadied and ready, so you don't fall for it. Because you're rooted. You're grounded. You know the Scriptures. You know what's going to happen before it happens, so that when it begins to happen, Jesus said, you'll believe. And you're rock solid on that. Getting back to this counterfeit, authenticating the genuine. Back in the day, I know this is an old illustration. If you've got a newer one, let me know. Happy to use it. But back in the day, the way they would train bank tellers to spot a counterfeit, they would have them handle the genuine, count it, feel it, smell it, touch it, get so familiar with it. I mean, blindfold them, have them get so familiar with the genuine, then slip in a counterfeit. Something doesn't smell right. I'm not falling for it. I'm on guard, and I know the genuine. So you come along now, and you want to distort? You want to confuse me? God, (laughs) God, I'm ready. Bring it. Bring it. I know the truth. I know the genuine. You can't, I won't fall for it, because I know the truth about this and what's coming, because the Holy Spirit has guided me into all truth, and the Holy Spirit has ministered to me about what's coming. So I'm not caught off guard, I'm on my guard. So you come along, and you introduce this to me. (laughs) Nice try. Nice try. What, you think I'm stupid? Okay, I'm taking it too far, but you get the point, right? Maybe that's the takeaway for you today. 
if for no other reason, knowing this specifically about Bible prophecy is to keep you on guard so you don't fall for the lie. Maybe that's the only reason. I mean, there are numerous reasons. I I sincerely have a very long list, by the way. Actually, I do a a tally, T-A-L-L-Y. And it's an acronym that stands for, first, the T, truth. Is my teaching true, scripturally, biblically? Are the quotes and the references A, accurate? L, is it liberating? Because if it's the truth, the truth is going to set me free. If it's a heavy trip and burdensome, that's not the Lord. Is it liberating? The other L in tally, is it loving? Is it loving? And then the why, and this is really important. This is my tally for my teachings. Is it you? What do you mean? Well, do I own it? Oh, yes, I do. I mean, I might have the message, but does the message have me? It's been aptly said that God cannot do a work through you until He first does that work in you. You cannot impart that which you do not possess, right? Getting back to this giving to everyone an answer of that hope that you have, well, that presupposes that you have the hope. I mean, how are you going to give anyone hope if you yourself don't have hope? You cannot impart that which you do not possess. So is it you? Do you own this? Has God done that work in you so that now God can do that work through you? Well, here's the bottom line. And I know I say this every week, but there is little time, I would even venture to say no time. (laughs) There's no time left to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus. The rapture of the church of Jesus Christ is imminent imminent, imminent. And this is why we do these updates. This is why we end with the gospel. This is why we end with a simple childlike explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. What's the A? The A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned. Because if you don't see yourself as a sinner, you're not interested in a savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We, We were all born sinners, which is why Jesus said we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Now Romans 6.23 is where the gospel comes in, because the word gospel means good news. And The good news is good news because of what the bad news is. And the bad news is is that the wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. But the good news is that the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the gospel. That Jesus came to pay our death penalty in our stead for our sin, which he took upon him. And he died for us. He was buried. He rose again on the third day. And he's coming back again (laughs) any day. Not just one day. Any day. Good news. Your debt has been paid. You're free to go. 
and whom the Son has set free is free indeed. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is so central, because it's really simpler than ABC. It's as simple as B. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Believe. And then what happens or comes as a result of believing? Well, you (laughs) call upon the name of the Lord. Think about this. You're not going to call upon someone in whom you do not believe. Every time we pray, what we're saying is, I believe. Otherwise, you're going to look pretty stupid. I'm sorry if I keep using that word. It's actually in the Proverbs. It's in the Bible. So don't look at me all smug and all that. So the C is for call upon the name of the Lord. Or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans ten thirteen seals the deal. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I implore you, I make no assumptions. If you're here today or watching online, if you've never called upon the name of the Lord, today is the day of salvation. I implore you, I implore you, do not put off the most important decision of your life for eternal life. I want to share with you a but God testimony in closing comes from Grover McNeil, who writes, I live in Texas, and I praise God that He directed me to your online congregation because you preach the truth. About two years ago, as the pandemic was starting, I made a lot of new friends from all over the world through an online game. One of them is a man named Ben in Canada. Ben and I hit it off from the very beginning. We even started calling each other brother, even though I could tell by some of his words and actions that he was not saved. Fast forward two years, and Ben walks into a hospital in Canada with what he thought was a bad cold or the flu. First couple of days is in a private room getting treated. Then, without warning, he's in ICU on a ventilator and kidneys failing. We managed to track down an uncle that kept us up to date on his condition. It looked like he was going to pass away in the ICU. I prayed as others did, but I felt the Holy Spirit help in my prayer. I felt so bad. I hadn't talked to Ben sooner, and I cried out to Jesus, please don't let him go until I can introduce him to you, Jesus. A couple of days later, he came out of ICU was no longer on the ventilator, but was in kidney failure and having to do dialysis, but God wasn't done. He fully recuperated, and his kidneys are actually working better than when he was a young man. So, 
I made good on the privilege Abba had given me and introduced Ben to Christ. He got saved. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I would have never dreamed I would end up gaining a brother in Christ through a stupid online game. That's the last time I'm just quoting the testimony. But God, last but not least, all his doctors and nurses kept telling him, we don't understand it. You should not have recovered. But God, the only thing he's having to do is learn to walk again because of the induced coma they had him in. But God is seeing to that too, and he is doing great. And then he closes with this, thank you for preaching the truth as so many pastors have strayed away from doing so. Blessings in Yeshua Grover. The reason I selected this particular testimony is because it speaks to what we just got done talking about. Why is this important? Why does knowing this help me? Well, think about it. Knowing this not only helps you and saves you, but also gives you an opportunity to help others and bring others to Christ. It's been said that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Maybe that's the reason, maybe that's the takeaway for some today. If for no other reason you need to know specifically, prophetically, what is happening in the world today and how it, (laughs) I mean, it means we are right there so that you can reach somebody who needs Jesus. And by the way, you'll have no problem finding somebody that needs Jesus. They're all around you, probably living next door to you, on the other end of the phone with you. That customer service call, you never know. You never know. Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you for Bible prophecy. Thank you for the knowledge of things to come, the truth from the Spirit of truth. Lord, I pray that you'll take everything, and it was quite a bit today again, but I pray that you'll take everything that we've looked at and talked about and heard today and do that which only you can. It's a process for sure, but begin that process of just applying it to our lives and as one said, ruining us for you, (laughs) that this would so change us and move us while there's still time. And Lord, lastly, for anyone who has never believed in you, called upon you, put their trust in you, Lord, please today, I pray that they'll make that decision on this day, the day of salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, 
take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.